Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Thursday. It is that every other Thursday we get the one and only Dana, the CEO of Hemlane. How are you doing, Dana? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Michael. Thank you for being a part of the channel. Thank you for creating some amazing content for the course. And thank you for bringing some great topics. So uh, this is one I don't think we've touched on. And that is, where should you put thresholds when you are working potentially with a property manager? So uh, why don't you kind of give us a guide to what that is and we'll bounce this one around. Yeah, great. Um, so a threshold is basically at what point does a landlord want the um, property manager to give them a call for approval on repairs, maintenance, whatever it may be. Um, there might be some things up front that you approve, like every single year, I want you to do an HVAC inspection. Right. But otherwise, um, there's going to be a threshold because you don't want to call every single moment to say, you know, or every single time the tenant calls to be like, hey, Michael, should I send out a contractor? And you're like, hey, I'm, I'm paying you. Just do it. Just send someone out. Right. Um, and um, you also don't want the opposite where... Michael, you get a bill for $2,000 and you're like, what? $2,000? That, that just ruined my cash flow. This is my first property. Right. Um, and, and so you definitely want to make sure there's a balance there. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you high level and then I'll tell you what is like the ideal minimum. So what we've seen kind of at a high level is it's a personal decision. It's all over the place with um, uh, landlords and so real estate investors of what they want that threshold to be. Mm -hmm. And the more you trust your property manager, the more I notice that that threshold gets lifted. So you might start out and some property managers have a, a threshold of 300 and say, you know, that's a minimum and, or some might have lower or higher. Mm -hmm. We can talk a little bit about ours too, mm -hmm. but um, uh, essentially once you start trusting that property manager, I notice that real estate investors want to be less involved. And so then they're like, okay, these are my properties. I'm paying you to do the coordination. You're going to be able to push back on the price, do all of that for me. So I'm going to increase my threshold to, you know, a thousand. Like when my insurance is involved, please call me. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen that. I've also seen um, real estate investors who are super detail oriented. They want to be involved in every decision. And so they want that to be much lower and want to be much more hands-on with it. Um, and so that's kind of what I see. I'm actually curious to know, Michael, like where, where are you in the, in that spectrum of yeah. uh, thresholds, especially yeah. with how big your portfolio is. Yeah. So if I go back to the very beginning, our, uh, we, and we lean on that spectrum of being very detail oriented. So the first, I don't know, three to five years, our limit was really low. It was a hundred bucks, right? Okay. Which, which which may sound like a really low, it, it, costs were different, you know, 20 years ago. So yeah. maybe today it's, it would be like $200, but still really low. Uh, about, um, probably about year five, year six, the portfolio gets a little bit bigger. We raised it to 250, probably equivalent to 400 today. Uh, but now now the balance is at $500. And, and oh, by the way, we do something else as well. Anything over 500, we want multiple bids uh, as mm -hmm. well. So yep. that, that's basically where we get in, because again, we now have a set of team that we like and use. Uh, we've had, we've now experienced most things and we have our preferred providers. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, we don't want those calls. Cause even when we had like six homes and our limit was a hundred bucks, uh, you know, maybe equivalent to 200 today, 
it, it felt like we were getting phone calls every day. Now I'm sure that's not the case, but certainly every week. Yeah. Um, and we had day jobs and we were raising a family and, you know, I was trying to field the calls and, you know, if I was in Europe, then Olivia would try to do it. It was, it, it became a communication hassle, which is one of the reasons why we wish we would have had a system like Hemlane to, to just make it easier. I, I could have been anywhere instead of, um, you know, having to deal email or, or voicemail. So, um, yeah, I, today it's $500 for us. We, we obviously have now a decade uh, of a track record. We've had the same person running our account for eight years. So the level of trust is probably higher than, than most first-time landlords. Yeah. Um, and a defined process and a defined team and defined quality. And we have a defined list of things that we use. So uh, it's pretty templatized now. So now in our portfolio, the size, we probably get three a month maybe, maybe in a bad month four. Yeah. Uh, so the communication is a lot lower. Cause again, the limits up a lot of, I mean, especially if you do things right, right. In the beginning, Dana, I would band-aid things and I don't band-aid things anymore. Right. We just, you know, if it's, if it's bad, it's gotta go. We don't, we don't do the $300 fix. We do the replace move, move yep. on because band-aids never hold tenants. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't last. Uh, so that's something we've learned over time. So that's kind of what I think about thresholds. Uh, realize we've had, uh, you know, eight years with the same person, Amanda, thank you for all you do uh, mm -hmm. for us. So that's, that's what yeah. we think. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I also think from that perspective, Michael, one of the, um, as uh, for landlords, one of the things that they don't understand and, you know, being in repair coordination every day here at Hemlane and, and hearing how, how it works and the process one thing that's like a huge um, misperception on how it works is the actual service professional going out, like the handyman, the electrician, the plumber, they have no idea what that threshold is. Right. right? No idea. Like, yeah. it's not like our team or a property manager is going to be like, okay, Lewis, go out. It's $500. And then, of course, you get a bill for $499. Exactly. <laughs> what always it is, is typically, and these are the best property managers who do it this way, they will make sure that um, their landlords have flexible thresholds for whatever their comfort level is. And we see that go up over time. The more that people work with us, the more they're like, okay, just stop calling me. We, we know you've <laughs> yeah, got this. I, I get it. <laughs> but, but they start low. And then from that perspective, what we end up seeing is that um, with that, um, with that threshold, when you talk to the service professional, you basically say, what's your service call rate? Mm -hmm. $60, $70. It depends on the trade mm -hmm. based on the trade. It's, it's going to be different. And then you say, okay, does that apply to the work? You know, you can kind of get an estimate of how much it might be sure. once they're on site, then you say, call us and let us know what the, the bill is going to be. Mm -hmm. and, and, and call the, not the, not the real estate investor call the property manager. And then we'll approve it or not. And one other thing that the best property managers do and, and something to just be mindful of as well, screening, you might have your thresholds, Michael, of $500. And, and we definitely have a lot of landlords, real estate investors in Hemling who have them at 500, mm -hmm. 1,000. But what we notice is if someone calls us, like we have someone on site and they're replacing a garbage disposal and they're like, it's gonna be $450. Even with your threshold at $500, they, our team still does the diligence of like, well, how is it that much money? Like, yeah. What's yeah. the, what's yeah. the labor? Yeah. What, um, what are the parts? What's the breakdown? This seems way too expensive. And they'll still decline it, even if it's under that threshold, 
just based on saying, Hey, this is not humanly possible that something should be this expensive. That, that's why, that's why the experience is so important in having a team that's gone through it, you know, time and time again, right? Multiple if you never, times. yeah, if you never replace yeah. the garbage disposal, you don't know that 450 is a ridiculous number and it should be a lot closer to 120 unless you're actually replacing the garbage disposal, right? You know, lots of times you're just taking it out, you're cleaning it out, you put them back on the same one. So yeah, there's, um, there's an experience level that you get by doing this, right? And now we've, we've, we've kind of seen it all and we can go back and frankly, we've been doing this long enough where we could actually see inflation in real numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a lot cheaper to paint a two bedroom, one bath uh, apartment, uh, you know, a decade ago than it is today. So uh, yeah, hi history is important. And that's why having an audit trail and tracking is important. I remember just this week, maybe it was, I think it was last week. We actually have two properties on a street called tower. And uh, we got called for uh, a roof mount dual pack, right? Four, four, five, six thousand dollar machine. And I'm like, Olivia, didn't we replace that once already? So um, I wish I would have had the system like this where I could go back and look, and it was actually the other tower house uh, that was replaced. So now we have brand two brand new <laughs> units out there. But yeah, the, the, yeah. The, it's the experience and um, getting that history and audit trail is something I wish we had from 20 some years ago. It just, Everything was, you know, everything was sent in PDFs and like, I mean, for a time we had a binder, but even that gets crazy. Yeah. And trying to search for something, you can't really it's do impossible. it in a PDF. Like even if it's in your email, you still search, but like the PDF, the actual like ah. service professional's name and stuff like that, you don't have. It's not um, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to talk about with you is minimum thresholds yeah. um, and what that is. And, and we've actually done a lot of research on this to figure mm -hmm. out what is the best threshold for the landlord mm. and the tenant. Okay. Um, and we have come up with something and I want to hear your thoughts on it. All right, let me go for it. Let's see. So that threshold is 150. Oh, okay. And here is why. And I want to get your thoughts on it. Sure. Um, the reason for it is we found we took the average of what service call rates are like the minimum for someone to go out. Mm -hmm. And then what the average for like a small, small repair is, like, yeah. what is it going to be in our system? And it's usually actually under a hundred dollars. Right. So usually like for something small that they just have to fix it and troubleshooting should do most of it. Right. But let's just say something where troubleshooting didn't and um, there's something they have to do like a valve, replace something, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have that service call rate could be like $50 is on the lower end. We see yeah. things up to hundred. If it's electrical, sure. it's going to be more. For sure. But here's the thing that sometimes a real estate investor um, will say, Ooh, you know what? That's too high. They said it's going to be, you know, $110 or $90. Yeah. I want a second estimate. Hmm. And so what ends up happening and why we have that 150 as a minimum to say, it's actually better for you just to prove that even if you think it's slightly high and review yeah. the service professionals, you think it's slightly high yep. is because of two things. First, if you um, don't approve it and have a second service professional come out, the tenant's like, what the heck? Now I have to schedule and have someone else in my house a second time. Like this is a waste of my time too. Yep. Um, but two, it's actually going to cost you more in the end because now you're calling paying two service calls. Like I said, a, a service call, you know, let's just say it's at $75. Yeah. You're paying two of those. So now you're paying, even if the second person can fix it for 75 and the first person was at 90, 
that difference, it's still going to cost you more because you've paid the first service call. Now you're paying the second service call for someone to go out. And a lot of times what is misunderstood is that for smaller repairs, people do have service call rates. Where they don't is when it's like a big, like a a roof replacement, then they're going to go and give you an estimate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, For it and give you multiple bids if it's over that 500 to your point. But for the smaller end, what we're trying to do is make sure the landlord saves money and it isn't kind of nickel and diming off of like 10 to 20 to maybe $30 and then having to pay twice two service calls um, and just saying, great, you know what, review the service profession. You thought it was slightly high. It came out $130. You thought it should have been $75. Like right. review from that perspective, but let's get that work done because it's going to cost you more in the end to get someone else out. And then um, having that threshold, it also just gives that tenant satisfaction that like, you know, they're not sitting there having to schedule multiple things for small. So that's why we actually have it at 150 as our minimum. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. When, when you kind of were going, I I would have guessed it was $200, 150 seems fine. You're, you're across the country. Obviously my background's California. So maybe my my price points are, are, are a little skewed, but yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. Uh, it, for both reasons, right? You're going to be you're going to be hit twice. Uh, I think the answer is absolutely review at the end and maybe not call them next time if you don't like the price point. But you got you remember you got to remember you're in the service business, and if yep. you're going nickeling diming for a couple of bucks and then have the person have to stay home or whatever it is or approve letting them in, it's their home, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I was actually shocked it wasn't 200, but you know 150 is probably yeah. a, a better national average, which I don't have any experience with. Yeah. And I, I, you're hundred percent right. Where California, it, it, it is slightly higher than other areas like Alabama, um, where we do service where actually sometimes we can get service professionals in those areas for like, um, and someone who has insurance, like, a for 40 or $50, mm. which is kind of unheard of here in San Francisco. Yeah, not happening. Um, <laughs> not like, happening. you know, that's just, that's just not happening. You don't, you don't get criminals to stop by for 40 bucks in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> yeah, fun. from that perspective, um, we do see it fluctuate across the nation um, yeah. with those rates. And we constantly track those because we're tracking the price of mm-hmm. the materials and the, the labor. It's hard to get a price sheet across the nation for everything. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. But, you know, we constantly are tracking those to look at trends and, and see where things are falling. That's awesome. Well, uh, do me a favor. If somebody wanted to play with a 30-day trial, where would you like them to go? Yeah, go to hemlane.com. That's H-E-M-L-A-N-E.com. Whether your rental property is occupied or you are looking for someone, you can use Hemlane for both. Um, so tenant placement as well as the management. Um, and just re- uh, mention one rental at a time because you do get a discount, um, 20% off your first year. Woohoo! Awesome. Thanks, Dana. Cool. Thanks for having me.